Welcome back, baseball family. This week, we're getting into current events, baseball therapy, and emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig. I happen to be here. It's very exciting. And so is Brad. He's here, too. Yes, I am here. Present. <laughs> Outstanding. This week we have uh, kind of a heavy uh, topic list to get into. A couple of new things for those of you who've been listening for a while that we're going to get into this week. It's going to be new for us. We'll explain that when we get further into this episode. First, we have to talk about Nolan Ryan, the man himself. He now has a documentary. And it's very exciting. I feel like more and more of these documentaries are coming out that are really telling the story of these, these, I mean, storied players. That just seems so cliche to throw it in there like that. <laughs> I was wording it, but that's how it is, right? <laughs> it we is. now have the full story for these people that we've been telling stories, you know, like by the hearth or whatever for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And this one's going to be called Facing Nolan. It's about his entire career. Um, the article I read about it, said that it's basically a love letter to nolan ryan and his career that the that the people who made it um it sounds like they were just nolan ryan fans and who wouldn't be i mean other than robin ventura right but even <laughs> anyway well uh, so they made it and then it, they presented it at a film festival and then it was purchased by a film production company called utopia and they're going to do a limited release of the documentary in the dallas fort worth area on may 24th and um i don't know i'm really hoping that maybe major league or mlb network picks it up or espn or somebody that it's successful and picks it up because i'd like to see it right i really would like to see it as well and i think the thing that impressed me the most about this was the grassroots approach that seems like this film crew and the writers took to putting it together right it's just Mm -hmm. they're not trying to say we're going to tell the whole story they're not trying to say they're not trying to be more than anything that they're just being what it is. We're, we're going to write a love letter. Yeah. We're going to produce it in our favorite medium, which is film. I'm like, dude, that's yeah, that is my jam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're not going to go through and be like, well, this was the adversity he had to face because of ABC and D. It's like, no, Nolan Ryan is awesome. He came out there and he kicked everybody's butts every single day. And this is why. Yeah. And that's what I want to see every to single be, day. To be completely that's honest with you, yeah. And I don't so. mind the adversity overcoming element. That's great, right? Yeah. But it's the stuff that I don't want to hear about. Like, well, and then there was some infidelity, and right, yeah. And, like, that, and that's what I'm it saying. It maybe derailed like, some things, and yeah. his kids are whatever. Like, I, he's estranged from his children. He has 17 illegitimate. You know, right. Like and first of all, none of that has happened with Nolan Ryan that we're right. aware. Of. We are. This is hyperbolic in We're not every saying way. It did. <laughs> no, let's make us let's make that very clear. We love Nolan Ryan. We would love his illegitimate children if he had any. That is not the point. The point is that um, there is a time and a place for like the tell-all story, and I just think that the way they're approaching it is a little refreshing. I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it really is, for sure. Um, Let's move on, Brad. The Yankees. Yeah, your Yankees what? are streaking. I know. They're going streaking. <laughs> it's great. You know why? Hat. You know why, why they're that? going streaking? Why is that? Because John uh, Carlos Stanton, we learned, is not ambidextrous. <laughs> he can't play left field baseball. He can play right field baseball, and that's pretty cool. And we just happen to have, we, the Royal, we happen to have a tremendous amount of diversity in the lineup. We have, like, DJ LeMahieu is one. Mm-hmm. But he's only one of a few guys who can play two or at least two positions, right? Mm-hmm. And now with, um, yeah, there's just it's just amazing. So, Gleyber you know, Torres that, is one of them. That's something yeah. that I've noticed is that teams that are the most successful have more than one guy in the lineup who can bounce around the field because you yeah. never have a hole, right? Never, like right. The Dodgers have. Cody Bellinger, who plays a good center field, he also plays a really good first base. Chris Taylor yeah. can play just about every position for you. Right. You could put Mookie Betts 
anywhere in the outfield and at second base, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got to have guys who can move around. The it's almost like the modern day baseball player is a hybrid utility player because I don't want to call him utility because that's almost like if you were to call somebody a full utility player, that's like means they're like the twelfth guy on the roster, right? Right. So I don't want to use the it thing as an Ben Zobrist fell into a little bit for at well, early. Like the Mariners have Dylan Moore. Like yeah. when Kyle Lewis comes back, Dylan Moore is probably going to end back down in AAA because he's the utility player, right? Right. But it's it's not an insult to say that like if you have athletes on your team who can play multiple position multiple positions, it's going to help out your team. And you're seeing yeah. with the Yankees right now. In fact, they've gone eleven and one since you said Rome isn't burning, but it smells like smoke. Yeah, little did I know it was incense and uh, <laughs> whatever gods they were praying to. <laughs> Jobu. Jobu seems very happy with his rum. Nobody's nobody's touching nobody's Jobu's rum and yeah. nobody's asked. Yes, anyway, sorry, I'll stop myself. Okay. <laughs> Let's very move good. on to Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer was suspended for a full two years, two full seasons of baseball after the investigation into his abuse claims. Now, he is appealing this decision. Brad, my first question to you is, do we know whether his time served on his administrative absences and leave or whatever we're calling it will account will count toward this? Or does this start based on the finality of this investigation? From the article I read the other day, it looked like he is not getting time served. because, And, and that's because right. he was getting paid during that time. Right, right. Which, so with and I needed to simply, right, and I needed to clarify that in order to ask you the second question, which is, is that fair? I think, as far as like the punishment goes, I think it is. He's been getting paid to basically do nothing. Right, made, he's made videos. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He's That's he's doing. You're right. He's, I know. I'm he's doing his it. side projects, but he's getting paid to not. He's getting paid to play baseball by not playing baseball. Yeah. Right. So I think that the punishment is fair. Now, this my question for you, Brig. Trevor Bauer, having been acquitted of charges in a court of law, right. do you feel like he will win his appeal? No. You don't think so? No. And what he's going to do is he's going to get a, a leniency or some sort of shortened. Punishment do you think they'll cut it down to a year? They're going to cut it down, um, and and this is this is why I need Major League Baseball to decide to be transparent, because what came up in their investigation that didn't come up in civil court, right? And and how are they using whatever evidence they acquired to further, you know? Punish a guy, right? So we know that you can't expand the law. You can narrow it, though, right? The private institution mm-hmm. can can take more narrow or more uh, a more narrow view of the of what's right and wrong according to the law, but you can't expand on it. So, what did they say was more egregious than we as a society have determined is egregious? Right, and that's the big thing. That's why I actually think that he will win his case. Because his yeah. his lawyers and his agent can go in and say, now he's he was in trouble for nothing legally. There are no <laughs> right. legal Essentially issues. Essentially nothing. Yeah, there yes. are no legal issues here. So what are you punishing him for? Yeah. Is it because Rob Manfred just flat out does not like Trevor Bauer and wants to have him out of the league? Is that what you're punishing him for? Yeah. Because in the, if that's right. the case, You've got to have a whole new set of rules and say, okay, Trevor Bauer, you yep. need to shut down your YouTube channel and shut your mouth, quit quit, uh, quit tweeting. Tweeting is a hard word for me today. Yeah. And then if he continues to break the rules, can you suspend him? But you cannot suspend him. You can't take up now for any of that. You can't violate a guy's ability to make his opinion known. That's free speech. Now, I know that you right. can narrow it and you can tighten it up. I mean, that right. was and, and kind of like this it was is in the, the military thing, though, for me. Yeah, and this is the thing too, though, is that Major League Baseball is a private enterprise, so technically they can, right? They can know yeah. his his ability of free speech, of course. So there's there's that, but at the same time, they have never said Trevor Bauer shut down your YouTube channel or this is the consequence. That has never been a yeah. thing. Yeah. Now, 
I feel like that's what this is, though, right? Is that they're saying, oh, you I had agree. these issues with with domestic abuse, so we're going to suspend you. But on the other hand, like like we said. Like, here's our chance to slap you around a little bit because yeah, you don't like us and we don't a, like you. Yeah, and his lawyers are going to come <clears> and say, no, you can't do that because of A through double Z. Well, right, but it, yes. However, I think that because it is a private enterprise, they're going to say whatever they have to say to not have to eat crow, any crow at all. Well, so, so, so because they don't want to the pie thing. in the face, I'll bet they settle. And what they're going to end up with is a more lenient sentence and not a fully reversed decision. Well, so here's here's the thing, though, Brig, is that they said specifically he was uh, he was suspended under the league's domestic violence and sexual abuse policy. Right. But he was acquitted of those charges. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is that if they right. want to suspend right. him for the personal conduct policy, like, yeah, that's fine. Sure. Suspend him for that, but don't suspend him for the domestic abuse policy because you can't no. legally. That's why that's that is why I think. Yes. Okay, I saying. can see that. So the, However, if they're going to suspend him, they're going to have to come back and say, "We'll suspend you for a year because of the personal conduct policy," which they that's, could do. Yeah, they could. And and maybe that's what you're right. Maybe that's their end run, and they get their way anyway. Because they're going to have their cake and eat it too. They're going to. And what are they going to issue? Release him back to the team. Okay, you can play baseball. Like, no, I don't know. I don't think. But then the the team team is probably just going to release him and pay him all his money because they don't want him. That's what I was exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Okay. So, but I think the good that can come of this is more awareness as a fan base and as the general public on the need for what what essentially has been a time-honored, like, closed door. Um, It's legally protected closed door. It's a, you know, the pay band has been a legally protected closed door. Anytime Major League Baseball has been justified in anything, they have, like, literal legislative support. So I want, I need these doors opened real bad so I can, I want transparency. And if you're going to come after Trevor Bauer this hard, and and I, I hate to keep bringing up 2017, but if you're not going to smack around the guys that cheated through all the way to the World Series or anybody else that cheated, for that matter, documented mm-hmm. proof, I don't care whether they won or not. It doesn't matter. If you have documented proof that they cheated and they used technology and other means to cheat and they won any games at all and those people are not being punished and there's no public outcry, then I, then I have a hard time with the, the lack of transparency in the, in the Bauer situation. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This well, there's me. Transparent. I don't know. I have friends that I have friends that have redacted books in their home because somebody went through with a black marker and and blacked out all the swear words wow. because they didn't want their family to have exposure to that kind of thing. So I'm really I'm a, I'm kind of a stickler <laughs> on like censorship and and being too private about like stuff that affects people. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But uh, speaking of people who teams want to go away, (laughs) the New York Mets have designated Robinson Cano for assignment. Um, This is really interesting. Really, really interesting to me, Brig, because Cano has been absolutely terrible this year. Like, Mm. awful. Flat out awful. Yeah. Yeah, and for the for the Mets to be like, we will pay you your forty eight million dollars to go away. Yeah, that's a big deal, and I I honestly think Brig that Steve Cohen just like pulled it out of his pocket. Like, how much is it? Forty eight. Oh yeah, I've got forty nine here. Take it and go. Yeah, because well, you're before a problem. he did that. Before he did that, he went to Buck. He pulled Buck into his office, and he went. What can we do to make this team even better? Because we're we've got a little bit of momentum here. Like what? How can we carve off some edges and streamline this bad boy? And Buck went. We need to get rid of this Joker. He's bad. Well, and, he's eating up payroll, and he's bad for the clubhouse. Yeah, he is. And uh, and it, it's as a result of the rosters going from twenty eight to twenty six. Like Major League Baseball yeah. said that they can still carry the extra pitcher through the end of the month, but uh, but they had to go down from 20 to 26 and this is how the Mets chose to get rid of Robbie Cano and you know what I don't blame him for doing it because not on steroids Robinson Cano is apparently not good at all not only that though but the dude is like (laughs) yeah 
he's 39 years old. Yeah, he needs. So to if he's done. slumping at the beginning of the season, he's not going to come out of it unless he's getting some help. Yeah, your name's got to be Miguel Andujar or like or not Miguel <laughs> Miguel Cabrera or uh, Albert Pujols for you to be hung on to, honestly. But mm-hmm. his name yeah. isn't. So speaking of big names and the Mets, uh, Nolan Arenado got thrown at pretty seemed to be pretty aggressively and whether you're throwing at him or not it's one thing but they threw him at, at his head the ball went at his head it was super clear Close the tower yeah. and it, yeah and it ended up being a benches clearing brawl at bush stadium and brad like i we we know how you feel about buzzing the tower <clears throat> mm-hmm. but is it time to reinvestigate like what I don't even know how to ask what I'm saying. What is going on here in your mind? Like, why do you like this or do you hate it? I think it's dumb to throw at a guy's head. And I honestly don't think that most pitchers these days are going to do it on purpose. Um, yep. I think that what it comes down to is actually something that Chris Bassett said last week, because I've seen a lot of balls just in the last like 12 hours watching baseball that got away from the pitchers. Marco Gonzalez yeah. tonight just about hit uh, Kyle Tucker in the head with a curveball that didn't snap. It slipped out of his hand. Damn. You know, 75 yeah. miles an hour, but still, that's going to hurt hitting you in the head. Trust me. Doesn't but, matter. Yes, for real. But I, Chris Bassett said that the baseballs are not good. There's no consistency. He's like, that's you'll come out just the first. You. Yeah, he said that you'll come out in the first inning and you'll get a good base. You'll get a good batch of baseballs. Come out in the third, they're bad. Come out in the fourth, they're worse. Come out in the fifth, they're good again. And I don't know what the big, like, I don't know why this is. Major League Baseball took over, like, bought Rawlings so that they could make right. sure the baseballs are up to snuff, right? And now they're worse. And they're worse than they were before. And I'll be honest with you, I've I've thought about it a little bit over the last few years because I have a couple of balls that we've gotten. And one of them, the stitching looked like it was pulling the the hide apart. Like Whoa. the holes in the stitching were like significantly larger than what they should be, right? They're stretched, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that. like it mm-hmm. was like the hide was a little bit too small, so they stretched. They stretched it a little bit, pulled those stitches, and it, that might be what a juice baseball looks like. I don't know for sure. That might be what that is, or it might mm. just be the quality of the baseball, or they're just cutting costs and trying to do less, more with smaller amount of leather. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But I, I think that's more what this is. I think it's more of an issue of control. And part of this is pitchers don't have their sticky stuff anymore. Right? Yeah. But but it's comorbid with bad baseballs and inconsistent right. baseballs. Yes. yes. That's the real and problem. Yeah, I think it is. I really think that is the so, big problem here. Let's let's keep going with bad baseballs. Um because the <laughs> it's all it's all bad in Cincinnati right now. It's so bad in Cincinnati. You keep a minute. You could keep the entire Cincinnati baseball tradition in a humidified, climate-controlled vault under the stadium, and it still wouldn't improve Cincinnati baseball right now. <laughs> like it just wouldn't. Well, it's it's crazy because you look at what they did in the offseason. They had like they straight up had a fire sale, but Joey Votto's still around. You would think that his and he's mad about it. He should be. He should be mad about <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, he is. He's at the stage of his career. He's like, oh, I don't want to lose. Like, if you're gonna get rid of everybody, get rid of me too. Yeah, that's what he's I'd the only guy that sells him. tickets, though. That's they can't it's get rid true. of him. Oh, they've got last year's and, reigning rookie of the year. Yeah, brand him as your the but, face of your franchise. Yeah, I don't know. It, they're off to a three and nineteen start. Well, that was the worst in franchise what... history. I'm going to look and see if they played today. I can't remember if they played today or not. I don't think they did um, because um, I don't remember. I don't remember scrolling through FanDuel and being like <laughs> money line against the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> so, anybody. No, they, <laughs> anybody playing the Reds. No, they didn't play the, They didn't play today. This so three and 19. Send them to, yeah. That's, that's really three and 19 is really bad. Again, this is the worst in franchise history. And I was, the thing about Cincinnati baseball is Cincinnati baseball has been around since baseball. Yes. And I mean, literally maybe even since before baseball, mm-hmm. they will never not sell tickets. 
they could post the worst team in history. And what are I wonder what their attendance on average is right now? Um, they're drawing. They're drawing better than the than Pirates, Oakland. A's, Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> they're drawing better than those teams. They're far worse. <laughs> Not the Marlins. <laughs> they're drawing where you. They're drawing worse crowds. Or better crowds. You, you said they're better crowds or worse they're, crowds? They're drawing more people That's than what I, I know for sure. The A's, <laughs> Pirates, and Marlins. For sure <laughs> I mean, better than those drawn, three teams. Everybody's drawing more than the Oakland Athletics right now. They can't pull in more than what Our coach three? pitch games are drawing more than the, than the A's <laughs> are right now. Let's be yeah, real. I was there, and that was some... <laughs> That was a place, baseball. Right? It was top shelf <laughs> baseball. Like you guys have some incredible hustle and talent combined. It is so good. <laughs> top shelf entertainment. But we actually we got a oh, we got a comment so on, on YouTube. I want to read this real quick. This is a guy right. named Javier uh, on YouTube. He said, "As a Reds fan, I'm used to trash baseball, but this is clown rubbing our but this clown rubbing our faces in it really really pisses me off." Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we don't that was you. The we're just, yeah, we're just playing baseball fans, and I'm angry. <laughs> like I yeah. don't you there nobody should be allowed to be this bad. It should be no, it should be not allowed. The problem I have with it is that they've they've clearly done it on purpose. I know. That's like, is the, this that major is league problem. happening in real life? Right. Are they legitimately the whole like, storyline? Because <laughs> he he talked about relocation. He talked about relocation. Like, is he really trying to trash this team to get somebody to buy it and move them out of town? Call Jake Taylor. Somebody, where's Tom Berenger still around, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, this, this is the, I'm Wesley curious. Snipes is, right? <laughs> I'm curious. Okay. I'm really curious if the Reds, this is my last thing on this. If the Reds are going to have like a cardboard cutout of Castellini in the in the dugout or in the clubhouse wearing a suit, and they peel off a piece, and then he's like in a speedo. Oh, bro, we should make one and send it to them. <laughs> we should. We I should. would finance that, <laughs> and and I would I would ask for help, but we <laughs> that can't be that expensive. It just I wouldn't can't think be. so. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, the Mariners. <laughs> The Mariners sent a letter to Major League Baseball because Julio Rodriguez has been getting jobbed by the umpires. I love that you read the exactly how I wrote it. <laughs> well, I'm like, and now I'm confused because Brad uses lingo and I'm tired. So what, what does this mean, Brad? He's been called out on strikes 19 times. Okay, so he's been called out on strikes. Before this is going today, into Monday. Yeah, he'd been called out on strikes 19 times. 19 times. More than half of those, Brick, I would say like 12 to 13 of those were balls out of hmm. the zone. Consistently, he's been what? getting called out on strikes that are like balls that are like, it's not even borderline, Brig. They're more than a ball and a half width off the plate, inside or out. And he's been, it's been consistent with him between umpires. It's not like it was one umpire in one game that was making bad calls. It's been since the start of the season. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Brig. Mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez has got a fantastic eye. A fantastic eye. Yeah. Because he probably he does. He, he does. Yeah, he does. You're right. That's probably why he's so good at that. <laughs> why he's so good at baseball, Brig. Oh, it's that binocular Makes vision. Sense. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> The marvels but, of human anatomy. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. So yeah, the Mariners, he, he sees the, Mariners the ball actually, well at the plate. He, he does. does. Yeah. So the Mariners sent a letter to Major League Baseball saying that this is a problem. It needs to be addressed. And Scott Service got tossed last week because he, I guess enough was finally enough against the Rays yeah. that he came out and got in the umpire's face. He's wearing a mask so he could get real close. Nice. And uh, he was wearing a mask because he'd just gotten off the COVID list. But he'd had. He had had several days to really stew on this and think. And I wonder if he was like, "This is these are the points I'm going to address. This is, it's off the plate. It's consistent. It's not just you. It's every one of you guys. Go back and tell your friends that this is unacceptable." But yeah, it was so. It's, it's been insane. So as a as a fan, that's. I mean, I don't follow the Mariners closely, and I'm not right. 
I'm not in like fan groups for the Mariners like you are, but tell me, is that is there any behavior? Is he is he loud? Is he because to me he doesn't seem like the guy that's tweeting up a storm like Trevor Bauer was. He's not out, you know, like right making a scene on in town anywhere. He's not loud at all to me, but I could be way wrong. No, he's not. In fact, the Seattle Times asked him about it after one of the games last week or two weeks ago, I think. And he just smiled and said, there's nothing I can do after they call it. Yeah. Good that is like a 20-year vet answer. Actually, no, that is a rookie answer because a 20-year vet has the money to pay the fine. <laughs> yeah, so. That's right. <laughs> but it is poised. It's a poised response. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and clearly he thought about it because to be that concise on the on the spot, he knows, mm-hmm. and he knows well, and, it's coming too. And the thing that's funny is that he knows it after he gets called out. He knows when it's not, and he just does one of those things where he kind of smiles and throws his head back, and turns around and walks back to the dugout because, like he said, there's mm-hmm. nothing he can do about it. He's only going to hurt his team more by getting tossed. And I do, I am curious if this continues all season mm-hmm. long. If eventually, towards the end of the year, when we have a game where it's like it's like the ninth inning, right? And it happens if that's when he gets his breaking point. Because I he think he's going to go full Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. I don't know if he'll go full Kyle Schwarber, but I can see why Schwarber was like, "It's the ninth inning. It doesn't matter if I get tossed." Yeah. Right? Well, but, and it had been going on all game, and it was in a big spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's fascinating to see. And I mean, obviously, incredibly frustrating. But the problem is, is that it's a league-wide problem. That's the big yeah. issue here. That's the it. Yeah. So. so now, are the umpires conspiring to target certain players? And if so, what is their criteria, and how do they get them on board? And if that is at play, the next logical question is, what else is afoot? I don't know. There could be nefarious dealings in the umpire ranks. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's fixed, but on, it's pretty bad. Last, Let's move on one more time. Last thing on our current events. Uh, we had a minor leaguer get called out on strikes because he, quote, took too long <laughs> getting into the box. It's a full Nomar Garcia Parra situation is what <laughs> I imagine. No, he didn't even take that long. <laughs> Denise, uh, Denise of our North Chicago Baseball Together podcast, she said that she counted. She's like, it was five, six seconds tops for him to get That's back it? in the box to get ready. That's it. Wow. It was almost like the umpire wanted to make an example out of him because this is an, ish, an initiative right. that they're taking down in the minor leagues. And I think that that umpire was, it's one of those ump show things. You know, it's like, I'm going to be the first one to call somebody out. As soon as it's questionable, yeah. he's gone. And it's it's just a strike, but it happened to be the third strike. So I think he saw his opportunity and he took it and ran with it. Yeah. So, but you say that even though this has, the, the goal of this is to speed up the game, even though we have a pitch clock in the minors and we have all this other, these other initiatives, you said you have a better idea. Yeah. So, so the problem with this, particular thing to me is that anytime it happens what's the manager going to do he's going to come out and argue he wasn't taking that long right yeah so that takes more time i've been thinking about this a lot sure does if you want to speed up the game of baseball eliminate the 15 pitch at bat eliminate the 10 pitch at bat what you do Hmm. right is you have foul balls are strikes on the first two strikes after that it's nothing what if a guy fouls the ball fouls a ball to a full count so he's got two strikes on him every foul ball is a ball after that oh give him two more foul balls give him two more foul balls if he fouls off two more two balls past a full count give him first base reward the guy for getting getting a piece of the ball dude okay you got yourself a seven pitch at bat tops Wow. Homie, that's not terrible. Game. It is the it is the 10 plus pitch at bats. You're right. Those are especially with Brett Gardner cuz I feel like his average was 13 <laughs> pitches or something like <laughs> <Probably>. that. <laughs> I mean, granted, so this is this is coming from somebody who loves the 15 pitch at bat. Like, Me too. 
I yeah, deeply I love, love the 15 pitch at bat. But if you're going to speed up the game, that's something you can shave off. I because sometimes those at bats last 20 minutes. They do, especially if you throw a mound visit in there, right? Yeah. Um, I I was prepared for you to say he's out after a certain whatever qualification, and I'm oh, so reward proud the of guy. You. Reward the guy. Yeah, I'm so. Putting this made me so happy. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting no. here like, no, no, Brad, no, we can't. We can't. Oh, oh, hey. No, I'm telling you, man, because I feel like I feel like guys, if they don't feel like they've had like a great at bat or they haven't had a great game, they're gonna throw the bat at a bad pitch to try to foul it off. Yeah. Right. And leave and keep the same rule. Foul tip on a third strike. If the catcher catches that he's out. Right. Keep all the rules the same, but just eliminate it by making a seven pitch maximum at bat. Call it. And then you got more guys on bases. Yes. Which is what. And then with. Oh, my brain just exploded. (laughs) Brad, you're so smart at this baseball thing. Thanks, All right, Brady. baseball family, when Thanks. we come back, we are going to do a, a new segment. We have two new segments, but the first new segment is baseball therapy, and it's coming right now. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So Brig teased us with a new segment called Baseball Therapy, but I'm going to make you wait just a little bit longer because before we get into baseball therapy, we're going to give our weekly fantasy baseball update with the baseball together fantasy baseball league now let's we're gonna start from the bottom of the standings again and go up because brig and i faced off last week and you're gonna you're gonna want to hear about this oh boy are you gonna want to hear about this one anyway okay so we had denise as grace (laughs) under fire (laughs) it was against john uh the harrisburg charlies john won that one 435 to 376 denise has been struggling with otani on her roster and she's voiced that to me several times because the way that I think we talked about this last week, the way the league is set up, I tried to make it easy for everyone, but apparently there's an issue with if once you set your roster for the week, it's done. You can't pull anybody out. who's having problems. So I, I believe she benched Otani and it kind of works now because he has a, a groin injury. Um, but so her it doesn't score, work for me. No, it doesn't work for you. Um, I looked. I looked at this afternoon and was like, "Can I make some changes?" No, it was the top <laughs> of the first somewhere. <laughs> early game started. So she's early not today. alone. Game started yeah. really early today here on the West Coast. It was like ten thirty something like that. Early games today, but her high score was Anthony Rizzo at 90, 95 points. Uh, John's high score was uh, Reese Hoskins with seventy seven, but he also had Will Smith with fifty four, Walker Bueller with fifty two. Um, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. the third with 41. So he, his team is pretty stacked. He's got a really good team. He's 2-1. Denise thus far is 0-3. Let's move on to the Springfield Nuclear Power, which is Tori Pinto uh, and Jason. These are they're the co-hosts of the Philly Baseball Together podcast. For those of you who don't know, you can check that out. A new episode actually dropped Monday there for you same thing with the north chicago baseball together podcast um jason won that one 438 to 340 ran away with it he had uh tommy edmund was his high score at 61 but he also had mike trout with 54 mike trout is off to an outstanding start this is the mike trout of old did i actually bring up to you brig that mike trout might be out of his prime did i say that to you like out loud yeah for sure I take it back. Not, Every bit of it. Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not out of this. He lagged out the other day was terrific. Yeah. 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 No, Mike Trout's having a Mike Trout year, and uh, it's it's good for him. It's been good for the Angels. Uh, Torrey's high score was JT Romuto with 65. Then he had Paul Goldschmidt right behind the 63, but it was not enough. Let's go over to Jewel, who is Big League Chupacabras, and then Zip, our uh, listener participant, is the Springfield Isotopes. Jewel ran away with that one, 505 to 341. Um, 
so this is the big surprise to me right here. CJ Crone with the Rockies was his high score with 81 points. 81 freaking points. Wow. CJ Crone. <laughs> yeah. Holy That cow. dude was tossed on the trash heap like two years ago by the Angels. And I thought he was just going to fall by the wayside out of the league. But here he is ripping things to shreds for the Rockies. And he That's also awesome. had Jared Walsh who had 78 points. So basically rode those two to a win. Um, Zip had Carlos Correa with 52 points and Josh Bell with 61. And then we get to the matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. Um, the Manitoba Lies. Man Clowns against Brigger Mortis. It's Brig and I, for those of you keeping track. Uh, Brig actually had a player outscore me. Uh, Jake Cronenworth had 64 points. For sure. You. That's it, though. Ty France had 46. He... Ty France came crashing back down to earth after his huge weekend. Um, I had Matt Olson with 54, Corey Seager with 52, and Kyle Tucker with 51. Um, pretty evenly distributed score uh, to a 401-281 victory. Thank you very much, Brig. Um, so I am at 3-0. Brig is at 1-2. Jewel, the big league Chupacabras, is 2-1. And, and Zip, the Springfield Isotopes, is 0-3. So that is your fantasy baseball update for the week. Like we said, if you have any questions about fantasy baseball, you want some advice, anything like that, um, it might not be good, but we'll sure give it to you. Go ahead and send us uh, <laughs> an email in the mailbag. There's a link in the description of every episode in our link tree. You can also go to baseballtogether.com to find the mailbag. Okay, let's move on to this new thing that Brig had an idea for this called baseball therapy. Would you want to explain this a little bit, Brig? Every month. The first week of the month, we are going to jump on. One of us is going to jump on the couch, and the other one is going to therapize. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this week, I will be playing the therapist, and Brad will be. I on thought the you were going to be. The, I thought I was going to. Oh, be, sorry, you're going to be on the couch. You're going to be the therapist. I'm going to okay. be on the couch. Okay, That's good. more appropriate, actually. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for that. So I was. I normally I would go for it, but I. I was given my given my fantasy league. I think I need to be on the couch. Okay. All right, Brig. What what is ailing you today? What is ailing me? What is ailing me? Christian Yelich yeah. and Cody Bellinger are bad at baseball. That that I I don't understand. What what makes them bad at baseball, Brig? Well, they are bad at baseball right now. They can't. They don't play well, and nobody seems to care. <laughs> well, I guess my question should be: What quantifies bad at baseball? Bad at baseball is that they, they can't hit the ball. Hmm. What do you theorize is the problem with that? Do you have a theory? Anything? I do, actually. What, what might that be? Do you remember a couple of years ago when that's all we were talking about was Belly and Yelly? Billy and Yelly, they were playing the game of MVP. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, uh, wonder if there's some kind of curse going on here, bud. If there's like, if this is something that's going to follow them around now. Some kind of curse. Um, kind of like the Madden curse. Like, you know the Madden curse? You get on the cover of Madden. Oh, yeah. And all yeah, of a sudden you suck at life. Either you suck or you get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Madden yeah, curse. Well. What would you? Call I know Yelly got hurt of it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That was a problem for him. But and well, Belly got hurt during the World Series in 2020. Remember, he had the the forearm bump and hurt his shoulder. He hasn't been the same since. That's true. So I just am concerned, man. I don't know why these two can't play baseball anymore, but it's bad for baseball, and it hurts my feelings. It is bad for baseball. Um, what do you have a name for said curse? No, I didn't even think. Of, I I try not to think about it, but I'm going to come up with one. Maybe we can come uh, up with one together, Brad. So, so this is my thing. Um, we're trying to name our demons here, right? We are. So, Major League Baseball really chooses who to market, start to finish. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and they're usually bad at it. They're usually bad at it because they have not taken more than two or three seconds to market Mike Trout. But maybe we're better off. Maybe it's Rob Manfred's fault that these two aren't good at baseball. Oh. You know, I have been blaming Rob for a lot of things lately. 
Actually, why not blame him for one more thing? Like my kid lied to me earlier, and yeah. it was pretty intense. Drop man, and uh, I was yeah, I was. That's why I was able to forgive her so quickly uh, because I remembered that it everything's Rob is Rob Manfred's fault. Yeah, that Maybe. was kind of a nice place to land, actually. That's good. That's good. I like my that. kid doesn't have to be the bad guy, and I don't think Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger should be the bad guys either. No, they don't. And you know, a lot of for what was it, a hundred and almost a hundred years, the the Red Sox couldn't win, and they displaced all that on the curse of the Bambino. Maybe, yeah, we need to displace this on Rob Manfred. Maybe we call it instead of the Madden curse, the Manfred curse. Are you saying you don't believe in curses? I'm not saying I don't believe in curses. Good, because I wouldn't saying. be coming to you for therapy if you didn't believe in curses. <laughs> we have Joe Boo in the back, so definitely yeah, believe okay, in curses. Good. Okay, and good. That's a, what I'm saying. And, and we have a live chicken on hand as needed. So A rooster, just in case. A, a rooster, yes. A live rooster yeah. on hand, just in case. Um, that's that's good. So does, does naming your demons, <laughs> does giving it a name, does that help? It does. I feel I feel a lot better than I did earlier, and uh, this is good for baseball. Just blame Rob Manfred. It feels good, Brad. I feel so good. Good. Now, I'm glad can I blame? Is. I'm going to blame fantasy, the fantasy week on Rob Manfred as well. Well, now hold on. How about this? Now, hold on. Hmm. What? Well, I was going to say I don't know if you could necessarily blame it on the Manfred curse. Not the Manfred curse, just Rob Manfred. Just Rob. Oh yeah, you can blame it on Rob. Yeah, we blame yeah, everything. It has nothing to do with this here. curse thing. No, it's just <laughs> he's just dumb. And uh, <laughs> since I lost badly, just awful loss in the fantasy week, I'm going to blame Rob. Oh no, I don't feel so bad about my picks yet anymore. This is great. That's good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that awesome. we we had we uh, <laughs> made some progress here and we were able to to break through. <laughs> so. Do we want to call that a session for this week? Let's call it. I feel good. I'll leave the money on the counter. Perfect. Or the dresser or whatever. (laughs) Pay the receptionist. That's that's all I ask. Thank you. Uh, So we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into something new, something else new that we're going to call emoji tears. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to get into our third segment of the episode where we have been planning something very exciting for you for about 17 years, actually, it feels like. Uh, Brad has wanted to to get into emoji tears about once a month um, for for like a million years. So anyway, I'm going to let him explain it, his idea. He really is excited about it. I'm excited about it, too, but it did take a minute for me to understand just exactly what he was talking about. So okay, all right. So fully on board. So ready to go. All right. Okay. So emoji tears. This is our version of power rankings. But going one through thirty is difficult. I've done it several times with different sports, and it is not nearly as fun as what people make it out to be. I don't like power rankings. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this a little bit easier, and we're just going to do tiers. So the way this is broken down is each tier is assigned an emoji. That describes the group of teams in that tier. We have top tier, or sorry, it's going to be broken into our top three and our bottom three, or the top and bottom. And then the other 24 teams will be broken in and distributed among those other three middle tiers with eight teams in each. So we have the top tier is the best teams in the league. The top three, that's our diamond tier. And then the second tier is a heart emoji because these are, these are the teams that we really like what they're doing, but they have they have some work to do. Um, and then the next, the middle is a question mark because these are teams that we're not really sure what's going on. They're not good. They're not bad. They're not ugly. They're just kind of existing and playing games. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so they help a lot of other people 
play baseball really well or really exactly play. that's what the middle tier at this does. point they're <laughs> almost like they're almost like i don't want to say sparring partners partners because they're not like dummies but they're just kind of there anyway and then we have for our fourth tier we have a thumbs down emoji these are bad teams these are, these are going to be bad teams and then the bottom tier is a poop emoji because these teams are straight doo-doo they're the worst three teams in the league and once <laughs> you know it we didn't actually agree on our bottom three teams right so okay do we want to start top or bottom break start at the top start at the that's top easiest at this point that is yeah. easiest okay and now for those of you not watching on youtube we have overlay so if you'd like you can go check those out on the youtubes so let's go with our diamond we actually all three of them we agreed on all three of them here we have the dodgers mets and yankees yep um if you had asked us there. two weeks ago, well, I mean, if you had asked us two weeks ago, the Yankees would have been much farther down, but they've rattled off 10 in a row, 10 of 11. Ele- yeah. Or, sorry, 11 of 12. 11 of, and, yeah, exactly. And they appear to be one of the best teams in the league right now. I mean, who knows? In two months, they could be down in the, the poop tier, but I don't know. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. The Mets are the Mets. Honestly, I thought the Mets were going to met the bed. It's still I have early. I in the Mets praises the whole time you have been i'll give you credit with that i'm I'll give so you credit excited there. about them i'm also gonna say it's still early it is may it is still early the second so they there's still plenty of time for them to well, yeah. the bed but so. i'm excited i'm still high on the mets man and i and i am excited to have both new york teams in my diamond category well, and, this, this and degrom hasn't even pitched this season that's what i'm saying it's crazy it is crazy Absolutely crazy. All right, Brig, let's I go ahead it. with your with your heart tier. From here on okay. out, it's going to be different. My so heart give tier, us your heart tier. My heart tier includes the Brew Crew, the Friars, the Twins, Angels, Rays, Blue Jays, Giants, and my dark horse for the week is the D-Bags. <laughs> and I will justify one of those teams to you. I picked the Diamondbacks because they beat the Dodgers in a homestand series, and then they split a series with the Cardinals. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. I'm very excited for them. I happen to be at two of those games, which is even better. So mm-hmm. maybe a little like whatever that janky homerism. I don't know what we call that, but <laughs> that, uh, that's all at play a little bit here as well. So I get a little, a little more emotionally attached to the D-backs right now. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Um, we'll get to the backs in mind later. So for me, my heart yeah. emoji tier, I have the Brewers, Padres, Mariners. That's what I'm going to justify. Angels, Twins, yeah. Blue Jays, <clears throat> Giants, and Marlins. Now I'm still mm. going to put the Mariners here. This is yes, a homer pick, definitely. I pro- I have them high, way higher than most people would have them right now. Yeah. But they're legitimately a couple of bad pitches, a couple of bad bounces away from. Being, I mean, they're still a winning team. They're twelve and eleven, even after losing tonight to the Astros. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like Robbie Ray hasn't been as sharp. Marco Gonzalez has been bad. Chris Flexen has not been very good. It's been, and Matt Brash is still a rookie, looking like a rookie sometimes. Logan Gilbert has been the best member of that starting staff, and I mean his ERA is point four after five five starts, I believe. After the first month, That's he not was nothing named al pitcher of the month by the by for sure um, that's fantastic no, i i honestly feel like the mariners are a better team than what they looked like so i'm going to keep them up there until they until they really slide into a bad spot so hmm. okay brig you want to go with your question mark tier for us yeah again middle of the road more like like brad said like sparring partners this is where i put miami um a lot of people are going to give me guff about putting Houston in here, but I've got the Astros in my middle of the pack. Uh, Cardinals, Phillies, Braves, Rockies, Cleveland's baseball team, and your Seattle Mariners. And I'm not going to fight you about putting the Mariners there because they've looked like that in the last week. I think, I mean, not only does their record belong there, but just the on-the-field energy or performances or whatever, just mm-hmm. I feel like puts them there and and you're probably right it's probably that juice would swing one way or the other on the Mm -hmm. backs of a couple of bad hops or a couple of bad breaks at the plate or whatever but to me i just think like i'm with you like i'm on the bubble it's okay 
they could they could shock me next next month and I'll mm. be right there with you. So well, and one of the and I, I wouldn't talking, be that shocked actually. So I was talking to Jewel about this this week. Uh, we did the the Seattle baseball together podcast this week, and I was like, yeah. man, it's like this team just needs to figure out how to win on the road. If they can figure out how to win on the road, they'll be good because mm. they killed their homestand. They crushed it, but they've not been great on the road, and I think that's the problem right now. And that is what average teams do: is they win at home and not on the road. So they're going to need to figure it out. So I think well, I think Julio Rodriguez there. isn't he like batting three. 50 or better right now anyway uh julio Even with his weird calls i saw he's like 250 250 no the guy who's been ripping things to shreds is jp crawford he's riding an 11 game hit streak right now hmm and he's got four That's home great. runs which i want to say is more than what he had all of last year already that's awesome that like he's had a sudden power surge at the beginning of the year and uh he's crushing it Sorry, mm. no, he had he did have nine last year, but still he had three his in eighteen, seven and nineteen. He's I mean he's on pace to just destroy that number. So it's awesome. And he was uh on the uh all MLB team for April too as the shortstop. Jeez. That's so awesome. Nine. So very excited about JP Crawford's season so far. Okay, my yeah. question mark thumbs tier. down. Oh yeah, no, you're, I, you're I gotta fun. go on my question mark. I've got yeah. the White Sox, Astros, Phillies, Cardinals, Braves, Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Rays. Um, the one I—I I mean, we both had the Astros in here, and to be completely mm-hmm. honest, I saw a stat tonight that going into the game against the Mariners tonight, they had a batting average of two fifty on balls put in play, and that was the lowest in the league. Um, so right now they're and, and and they're ranked 15th in the league in walks. That is uncharacteristic for Whoa. the Astros. Yeah. For them to be not taking walks, not getting on base. And so, and that and some of that could just be a matter of bad luck. Like sometimes you just get in a stretch where every ball you hit is at somebody. Right? That yeah, that happens all the time. So they could bust out of that as a team collectively. And they could rip things to shreds and be up in the heart of, and up in the heart tier next month. But for now, um, yeah. they have not performed. They have not played well. They didn't play well in April, and so uh, they belong to me in the question mark tier. Hmm. All right, let's okay. go to thumbs down. Thumbs down. Well, I just love putting the Red Sox in the thumbs down category. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you there. It's just overall. <laughs> the Royal We all agree. So uh, also I've got the Athletics, the Rangers, the Cubbies, Orioles, Tigers, White Sox, Pirates. Uh, I've been absolutely shocked by the Baltimore Orioles, actually. I know they're already 8-14, and 14, and they're just really, um, like, it's it's so strange. I feel like they're, they're doing this, um, like, we're bad, but... You know we're not gonna we're not gonna play bad, right? Like we're we're not going down without a fight. I wanted to say something else, but this is a family friendly show, so uh, pardon the edit there. Um, you do you know what I'm saying? Like the Orioles, like I I want to put them higher that I can't just because they're Baltimore, but I love they're being real scrappy right now. That's the thing I was gonna say that the Orioles are gonna be one of those teams, and this is we talked about this in our fantasy baseball text feed that I thought the Royals were going to be the pest this year. They were going to be mm-hmm. the team that goes and they, they go and they take one of three or two of three from a really good team. It turns out the Orioles are that team so far. They really are. And right. we all did think it was going to be the Royals, but they're, they're doing this. Uh, it's kind of like the Royals did it a couple of years ago. I don't know. Anyway, this, Yes, they're bad and problematic all at the same time. And it's fun. They're what are they, eight and fifteen right now? Eight, nine and fourteen, something um, like that. The Orioles are eight and fourteen going into Monday. They're yeah. Eight and fourteen. So yeah. yeah. So I yep. think it's fantastic. It's fun to giggle about the Orioles being 
like <laughs> bad and also bad for you. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. And in fact, there's a team like that in my in my thumbs down tier. I have the red the Red Sox, A's, Rangers, Cubs, Nats, Tigers, Guardians, and Royals. And the Rangers to me are the other team that are like that. They have a whole lot of offensive mm-hmm. firepower, but they don't have any pitching. So every game against them is going to be like seven to five, nine to six, stuff like that. Like, and they're going to be on the losing side of that, but they're going to make you nervous, right? Because they have so much offensive yeah. power. They've got Corey Seegers and they've, and they've got Marcus Simeon. They still, uh, oh, they don't have Andrews a trade, but anyway, they've got, they've got guys who can hit. And so it's going to make you nervous that they're going to come back, especially at home. That could be a problem for teams going. They're not though. But they're not. They're not here's, they're here's what's going on terrible. with Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas is is experiencing success in the power rankings only because other teams have had bad experiences and they happen to be playing Texas. That's like, <laughs> and it's early, it, and it's really early, and it's, it's really yeah. It, but it's like ah, oh, this guy's hurt. We got a little bad hop. We're a little lazy today, or whatever. And it's always lately. It's always been against Texas, and that's the mm-hmm. only reason they're worth talking about right now honestly. well and there's they they have the same record as the orioles they're 8 and 14 going i know Monday. yeah but the orioles are earning it the the rangers are falling into it yeah i mean watch a rangers game and you're like okay they're there you watch an orioles game they all have this attitude problem they're all like we're <laughs> we're not gonna be bad we're not going to, you know, we're going to train well, Mancini. Because, that's because they're best. Be really good at baseball. <laughs> he, that's that's what I'm saying is that you've got Trey Mancini, but then you've got Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins refuses to be bad. Cedric Mullins, he's 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 great. Mm-hmm. And if he's surrounding himself with other people that are like, oh, we can be heroes just for one day, <laughs> and he's like, yes, you can. So that's what's happening in Baltimore. But in Texas, they're like, I don't know. I guess I don't, I'm just going to show up. I suppose, <laughs> but like, the thing is though is they I'm have do they have barbecue. The later. Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers do have a Dallas Garcia, who honestly, yeah, is a baller. That guy is so good, and he and he's part of the problem too. Is for teams going in there is that I feel like Corey Seager is cashing a check, Marcus Simeon is cashing a check, but a Dallas Garcia sure. actually wants to play. He's the guy who wants yeah. to play and win. So, anywho. But they only right. have one of them, and we named two Orioles that are doing that. So they go, right. Brad. That's why. You're right. <laughs> so you may have just debunked my poop, uh, my poop too. But let's go to yours. Okay, the bottom, the the poop okay. tier, Briggs poop tier. Here we the, go. <laughs> poop tier in, actually includes the Royals uh, because they're bad at seven and fourteen. Uh, it includes the Reds. We've talked about why. I don't want to beat that too hard, but I also include the Nationals. Uh, because other than Juan Soto and maybe a little Nelson Cruz, uh, I don't care. Like I don't, I don't see them doing very well, and it's just not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. Everything that's going on is not good. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I'm I think even Nelson Cruz is Nelson Cruz is at like one forty eight right now or something like that. Well, he's old, so that's I one know, thing. That, but like. <laughs> Well, so was Albert Pujols. Well, it's funny because like so many Mariners fans are like, like, oh, bring back, bring back Nelson Cruz. Or Nelson, like, no, Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz is forty-two years old. He is not the yeah. Nelson Cruz who played for the Mariners. He's not the boomstick anymore. Mm-mm. He's like the boom walking stick or something. I don't now know. He's the poop stick. He's the poop stick because he's in the poop emoji. <laughs> I will not apologize, John. I will not. <laughs> I don't think he expects one. He. I John took a pie in the face bet with me that the Nats would finish the season. He took the under on 44 and a half wins. So, whoa. I don't think he's going to be offended by you calling the Nats a poop stick. I didn't know it was that bad. Because initially, initially, he said, I don't think they're going to win 40 games. And I said, I'll give you a little leeway and we'll go 44 and a half. Whoa. Holy so, crap. There okay, what's is your no joy in DC. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My poop tier, I have the Pirates, Reds, and I actually have the Orioles. Um, no way. And I think, like I said, I think that you've debunked my poop tier because um, I we've talked the Orioles out of the poop tier, and um, I would probably actually replace them with, with the Royals, honestly. 
Mm, but mm-hmm. I, I still just think that the Royals are going to like scrap, you know, I would like them to, they've got Bobby Witt jr. They still have, like they have Andrew Benatendi who needs to yeah, remember ben, how to play yeah, baseball. Ben I guess they got Whit Merrifield, who's a great player as well, but they have him playing out of position in the outfield for some weird reason. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there. exactly. It's weird, but it's I love so Bobby weird. Witt jr. That dude's oh, a baller, dude. That dude's and this awesome. is, this is the thing is I thought that Julio Rodriguez was going to be a lock for the rookie of the year. And he still might yeah. be because he's still playing really well despite everything. But what Bobby Witt Jr. is outstanding. Well, and the cool thing about Bobby Witt Jr. is he's and this is based on one I went to the Kaufman one time a couple weeks ago, and people are high on Bobby Witt Jr. They should be. They like, really should be. It was it was a weekend day game and people were flooding the stadium and it was it was awesome man it was so there was so much energy and everybody was wearing a bobby witt junior your jersey everybody they should be they should be and this is one thing that i think is funny is that like seeing a guy live will change your entire opinion of him like i used to be a staunch kobe bryant hater and then i saw him play live i was like there's no way there's no way i can hate that guy yeah Exactly. Because watching him play live is like an otherworldly experience. And so that that can definitely do that to you. Um, the Pirates in my in my poop tier, I got to say, they don't look like a big league team. <laughs> Honestly, no. I watched like no. three Pirates games last week. And I was like, okay, Ben Gamble is a big leaguer. By no stretch of the imagination is, is he an all-star. But he's not a 4A player. He's a big leaguer. Um, Key Brian Hayes is really good. He's a big leaguer. Um, he's a big but leaguer. Like, but like... I still think Daniel Vogelbach is a 4A player. I, I just like was watching that game and like big leaguers have a look. Out of yeah. the nine guys, out of the nine pirates I saw on the field, like six of them didn't have that look. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, these this looks looks like a triple A team. And the, the pirates, I just yeah. feel so bad for that fan base because they don't deserve I it. I do too. Well, They've got great relievers. Um, it, Will Crow, Dylan Peters, and the unfortunately named David Bednar are all terrific. They really are. And so, but to your point about people looking like big leaguers, I was I went to a Salt Lake Bees game a couple of was it, ten days ago or whatever, and yeah. Eric Thames was on the team yeah. playing for uh, the uh, Albuquerque Isotopes, I think it was. And I went to an Isotopes game recently as well, by the way. It's great. But the hat. Um, you, he looked, yeah, that's right. I got my mariachi hat on because this is a, <laughs> this is the one that was here. But <laughs> I, I loved it. And my kid and I bought matching hats. Okay. It's cute. All right. It is it's cute. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Anyway. I love every bit of it. Anyway. <laughs> it Sorry, awesome. Eric Thames. But Eric, Eric Thames. Thames, he looks like a big leaguer. He walked to the plate like a big leaguer. He stood in the box like a big leaguer. He, it was like every time he was ev- anywhere near the the action, it, you could tell it was different. So what you're saying is absolutely correct. These teams, when they field big leaguers, it looks like it. And when they don't, yeah. you could tell. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. The Pirates are one of those teams. I don't I honestly I don't know that the Reds are one of those teams. They're just not winning. They're just not winning. Bro, I don't know what's but... going on in Cincinnati. I have no idea. No, no clue. It's weird. I like but... your theory about the major league plot line, though. I think that there's got to be something to that. Might be They're really something. just I do too think many coincidences. We, I do think we need to send that. Uh, we need to work on sending that cutout. If you would like to yeah. contribute to that, let us know. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Jump in the mailbag. There's a link, like yeah. I said, down in the link tree. Uh, to the mailbag there's also one at baseballtogether.com if you want to share your thoughts with us on our emoji tiers what you think of them uh did we miss the mark on some yes i'm going to admit right now homer picked the mariners do not belong in the heart tier right now but i'm going to put them there anyway so come at me if you like or don't at me i don't know anyway let us know what you think about that you can also hop on baseballtogether.com to watch the podcast and read about baseball brig tell them about the shop don't forget you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. Brad has our quintessential hot dog at the ballpark t-shirt on, which is terrific. I'm wearing my baseball together tee in whatever color scheme this is. We have one available for every team's color scheme in multiple varieties. And I went to the Albuquerque Isotopes game, was it last night or the night before? It's the night before last. 
and um, they had literally they had little league day or whatever. So every little leaguer in the whole freaking probably the all of New Mexico was there, honestly. And they were all wearing their jerseys and they had softball teams there and everything. And all the parents were wearing the big league uh, merchandise that supported the little league teams affiliation. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were all MLB teams were covered. And I was watching some of these people walk around like in Yankees gear and and you could see there was just a little bit of scowl, the disdain. you know, and their kids are yeah. like, and they're just angry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't have to wear Yankees gear to your to support your kids' team, even though they're on the Yankees. You can go to nineplusus.com and pick up the same color scheme, but doesn't have the team's logo on it. Also, it's way cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, not it licensed, so it's cheaper. But don't forget yeah. to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribe on on the YouTube's. Uh, follow us on social media: Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Join the Facebook group uh, Nine Plus Us VIPs. Um, all the social media, whatever gizmos and stuff that you have. And baseball family, thank you again so much for joining us. We will catch you next week.